Good morning, welcome to the Ambitions podcast. I'm Helen Mason. Um, I'm joined today by Rachel Lindstead from Firecracker. Her company uh, goes into businesses and looks at employee wellbeing and health. So welcome today, Rachel. I understand you like to be introduced as the Chief um, Energy Sparker, is that right? Yes, that's, that's correct. That's, yeah. That sounds like a good title. Um, so that's a massive topic, isn't it? Employee wellbeing, something that's on everybody's agenda. What do you do when you go into a, a company for the first time and they've asked you for help what I do first of all is I have a wheel of well-being culture and performance and it's kind of an eight segment wheel to start kind of drilling down into what areas are they looking to do as you said workplace health and well-being is a huge topic and it is quite complex as well obviously most of the time it involves humans and as humans we're very complex but actually when you start thinking about it within the workplace actually it's really simple it's just showing that you care and treating people as humans so we go into workplaces and we fill out the wheel of well-being so they get a score for each section sections include recruitment retention staff sickness um, mental health access to food and well food and drink and well-being looking at the environment and then we decide as a as a collaboratively about which ones we want to work on. Okay, so are you working with the the staff at this point or is this management? Who do you speak to? Management usually, um, to try and get a feel for where they're at and with workplace health, ultimately yes, it is about helping to make happy, healthy workforces but there has to be a business driven decision about it as well it as much as it's really nice to look after your staff it has to be make business sense and i totally am advocate that it does make business sense ultimately if you've got happy healthy workforces you've got a productive and engaged workforce however we do have to put some metrics in there to ensure that the work that we're doing is delivering kind of some business benefit yes it's got, it's got to make sense it's got to be a business outcome hasn't they for it productivity does, yeah. the bottom line um you want people to be happy coming into work and being productive but equally it's got as you say it's got to make business sense yeah what do you think are the most common areas where you're asked for help a lot of it is around um retention and absenteeism but also you've got the mental health agenda But however, I try and get people to move a little bit away from that. I'm not dismissing mental health and mental health is really important. But I try to get organisations to see people as a totality, um, as humans and as well-being in the fullest sense of the word. So when we look at well-being, we talk about mental, physical, social well-being, psychological well-being, financial well-being so getting the business to look at it from lots of different angles really so that's on quite a personal level isn't it so that that would that be for the management then you would work with the managers or how to teach them to engage with their workforce so they understand what's happening with those individuals a little bit yeah so I run I'm a first aid for mental health so I can train their um, colleagues within the business on first aid for mental health you've got first aiders um, who are able to deal with issues if people come up but it's also get just highlighting the the benefits of if they help their employees to have better well-being or overall the benefits will reap the reward in terms of the business sense so things like financial well-being get them to understand there are ways that they can help their employees say have better financial knowledge so here in Lincolnshire we're very lucky that We've got a credit union and they run a scheme which is free for um, businesses where you can save as you earn. So the business doesn't have any cost involved, but it can encourage their um, employees to save straight from their, their paycheck, basically. So they don't see the money, but it goes into the credit union to a savings account. And this is just trying to get people to be more financially responsible. We, You know, a lot of times mental health issues are caused by poor financial management and so I think 
employers can't necessarily pay people more money, but they can support those employees by managing their finances. So that's a, that's a really good example of practical yeah. advice. And yeah. someone can, because I can imagine that sometimes if someone goes to a session, if they can come away with, with actually some practical input um, that they can take away and actually put into place, then that, that makes sense, doesn't it? And I guess it, you're also looking at how teams work together and the culture of a business, I should imagine. Yes, I look at everything overall. My view is within any organisation, no matter how small or large it is, there's three tiers. You have the individuals, you have teams and you have the organisation as a total. And so what my expertise is all around is wellbeing is all about people. So I help people. I'm a nutritionist and have been for the last 10 years. So I look at how food impacts on performance. Um, both physical and mental performance I also help develop high performing teams and show do leadership and management training because we know that there's research to suggest that if you've got a strong leader who is well trained they're able to manage people better and reduce absenteeism we've all been in an organization where we've had a leader where we were really tuned into that leader and we tend to give some discretionary effort so we'll do more than expected of us because we feel part of something and then I also look at the organization as complete solution and look at how we can improve the culture and for me it's about culture so well-being fits under culture it's having a culture where well-being is 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 just a part of the business it's not an activity that HR do it's just something that everybody within the organization takes responsibility for for each other's well-being because at the end of the day we're humans first aren't we we are we are who we are we bring ourselves to work so all those elements as you said the um, financial well-being mental health all those things you don't just come to work and and turn into a different person you are you know you are who you are so as you say businesses need to recognize that and tap into people's potential and making sure that they're making the best of people. So why do you think there's been an increase in awareness in the workplace for mental health and well-being in the last um, few years? I think with the mental health, the you know, we are breaking down the stigma about it and more people are open and willing to talk about it. But ultimately, there's still a stigma about it. You know, look at some of the statistics that have been released recently. Deloitte did a, had, did a report a couple of months ago about um, mental health in the workplace. And they still say 68% of people who phone in sick will still say they've got a physical illness rather than where actually it is a mental illness that they're ca- that's causing them to not want to be at work. And, and I think that, you know... It, for me, sometimes it feels a little bit of a quick win. People can send their staff on a first aid for mental health course, a mental health first aider course, and they can tick the well-being box. So I do, th- but I do think there's just more coverage around mental health and well-being. And actually, the businesses that are doing it are demonstrating it's got a real business value to it and a real ter- return on investment. So I think the momentum's building that actually people are going actually let's stop looking at the figures and the balance sheet. Let's look at our people and actually then the balance sheet will look better for that. And I guess if, if companies are doing exit interviews and they're listening to the reasons why people are leaving, they can then look back and think, well, what can we improve on if people have been stressed at work and haven't been supported? As you say, that needs to feed through properly to the decision makers who are either going to you know, add further resources to those departments or support people who perhaps be experienced stress in the workplace. Yeah, totally. And I also think at, the, at this current time, businesses are looking at ways of retaining their workforce as well. We all know, you know as it's quite expensive process to replace someone. And so I think a lot of businesses are looking for other ways to retain. Like I said, the golden pot of money is never big enough, is it? So unfortunately, people can't just be paid more money. And organisations are looking for different ways where they can add value to someone's employment. And I think 
well-being and offering benefits around well-being actually a lot of people value that over a salary long as people have got enough money to live and pay their bills actually people do work for more than just a salary and that, that's a really good point because as recruiters um very often if you, you'll have a, a candidate come to you and perhaps they're, they're coming from a, a great salary but actually they've been unhappy you know they've they've not been happy in that environment because we all want to go somewhere to work where we're happy we enjoy working with the people that we're with and if there is additional benefits such as you know great food available a nice working environment with you know plenty of fresh air um, and then other benefits then that's more likely that you're going to stay. Yeah, totally. And when you look at people when they move roles, most people don't move because of money, they move because of something else. Because ultimately, when you move roles, you don't tend to get a double pay rise. Yes, you might get a smaller pay or pay increase if you move to another organisation. But actually, something's prompted you to move in the first place. And it is usually something to do with culture or people. And so organisations who really nail that and go, actually, let's focus on paying our salary, pay our staff a a reasonable salary that allows them to live and pay their bills but let's offer other things like you say to benefit them around supporting them in terms of a nice environment food and drink is a massive thing you know just giving people nice coffee to drink it's amazing the littlest things you can do actually have the biggest impact makes a difference and as you say it needs to be um, taken on board by by management and then that cascades down doesn't it because we all know as you say perhaps if you've had a toxic manager that can have a, a devastating effect on the people that are around them and the business needs to recognize that and then retrain that person make them make them more self-aware of the impact that they're having to then look at the end result on the bottom line yeah totally and I think with leadership and management it's something that's quite underrated within the UK I think we often people often get promoted for two reasons they've been in an in a, in the organisation longer to longest time or they're good at what they do so often if you're good at what you do you then get promoted to a leader or a manager but actually being a leader or manager isn't it's some people it comes naturally but actually it requires quite a lot of training and quite a learning because actually it's a really really important role so I think you know organisations who actually have a leadership leadership and management training program or process actually do benefit from that because again they're able to have strong leaders who can manage teams really well that's important and that's the important investment so if you had one message Rachel that you could give to businesses what would it be I think it's to really just start the conversation around well-being and what can you do as an organization use someone like myself or other people who are are specialists in workplace health but just start having the comments just thinking start raising it in the boardroom having an agenda item as in the boardroom about well-being and it, even if it's something small like celebrating people's birthdays or you know having something where the staff can do a high five if they've seen someone done some good work work some good work I introduced them to one company postcards that said thank you and employees could give them out to each other for when somebody had done something well for them and it's just starting that ball rolling of creating that inclusive positive culture and well-being is part of that and just a bit of fun as well I know of businesses where perhaps if there's targets or sales to be generated at the end of the week there will be an idea of you know who's in the pot and then it would be a case of you 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 know you you pick out um, a benefit so it could be cakes for the office or lunch for everybody or a massage or you know just something nice that's a bit of bit of fun that they that, that they can experience and enjoy that is just outside one of the mill yeah totally like we all think that business is serious and going to work is a serious thing but actually if we enjoy being at work and have fun at work and we play in the biggest broadest sense of the mm. world actually that is really good for our mental health when we play on the childlike 
that's actually quite good at de-stressing. So yes, we need to be at serious at times, but actually there's plenty of opportunity to have fun and enjoy being at work. And what do you think are the most common pitfalls that people fall into? You know, when you go into business, you think, gosh, are they really doing that? I think they see it as a token gesture. So like I said, a tick box exercise. So they're doing things that actually aren't look good on paper, but actually don't the staff don't see value in it. Or they just do activities. So people will give free fruit on a Friday. Well, why give only free fruit on a Friday? Why not give free fruit every day? So make sure that it involves everybody. So it's just not an activity. It's actually ingrained into the culture. <laughs>